every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Monday edition of the show. Kyle, we're going to solve some mysteries today. Welcome. Go play a little matchmaker. It's yeah. fitting. You know, it's Valentine's Day this Friday, and we're, we're going to find some pairings and make some couples between quarterbacks and quarterback vacancies on teams. I think this is this is kudos to you. This was your idea. Yeah, but I didn't come up with that holiday spin, and you know I like it even better now. Yeah, I know. I held that out for the pod. Good work. So what we've done is we have laid out the entire NFL by division. We're looking at the same sheet here, and we have a list, Joe, of 13 quarterbacks. And of these 13 quarterbacks, we have 11 teams that are clearly identified as quarterback-hungry teams that we know or expect are going to be in the market for some change. So, we're going to take these players one at a time and put this together like a puzzle and figure out who the hell's going where. I lied. I'm going to put Justin Herbert on this list, too. (laughs) Yeah, so that gives us 14 quarterbacks. 14 quarterbacks and 11 vacancies. It's gonna be, I'll tell you, there's going to be a couple of teams that we don't have vacancies listed as that I am going to push for a quarterback. So that that's will be fine. fun. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So, so one of those, I mean, I assume a good example, that's going to be Chicago, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So real quick, I want to read through the teams that we have paired as this team is committed to this quarterback, and then we'll get this thing rolling. Buffalo, Josh Allen, Jets, Sam Darnold, Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, Browns, Baker Mayfield, Texans, Deshaun Watson, Jaguars, Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, hybrid combo. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Broncos, Joe Flacco, Drew Flock, hybrid, or Drew, Drew Locke, geez, hybrid combo. Eagles, Carson Wentz, Cowboys, Dak Prescott. He's not going anywhere. Let's not pretend that he is. <laughs> New York Giants, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Washington Redskins. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Bears, Mitch Trubisky. They've said it. I believe them. They shouldn't, but they will. Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan, 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Rams, Jared Goff, Cardinals, Kyler Murray, Joe, the floor is yours. I guess maybe people are listening right now to you read through that list, and they're probably thinking, well, what do you mean? You didn't say Matt Stafford with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, well, they're – I have my own very strong thoughts on that. So are we going to start with Matt Stafford? Let's, yeah, I think we need to because I would be I would be unsettled if I listened to that and I didn't hear you say that Matt Stafford was the, you know, the defined path at quarterback for the Lions. I have a very strong belief that the Detroit Lions are simply trying to project leverage. Because you think about the situation in a trade with Miami being two spots behind them, only two spots behind them, and having 
overwhelmingly more draft capital than anybody else. It becomes so difficult to get into negotiations for teams and try and milk this negotiation that the only way Detroit's going to get leverage in this situation if there's a team that's above Miami that needs a quarterback. Well, there's Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, and that's a pairing that's already happened. It ain't happening with New York, and it ain't happening with Washington. So that leaves Detroit as the only other team that's left. And the the best way they can project leverage is to say, well, maybe we'll take a quarterback. I don't know. <laughs> so then Miami starts to get a little an- anxious and ants in the pants and say, well, well, hold on. All right, let's give you a little extra and change your mind. That's what I think is going on here. I don't think there's any realistic chance Stafford goes anywhere. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, we both think Matt Stafford's going to be the quarterback for the Lions next year. Boop. Gonna plug him in. All right, so we can we can move on that from that. <laughs> now, what's fun though, if you were to take this to another place, I you know, if I were gonna say believe that the, the Lions were gonna take this opportunity to pick three to trade Matt Stafford, that you have to look at the Bucks as fourteen at number fourteen as a as a team that would love to have Matt Stafford. That arm would be perfect for Bruce Arians, and then you know the Lions could pick Justin Herbert or Tua Tungavailoa. And, you know, maybe that buys Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia some time here uh, in what everyone kind of believes is a make or break season. I am still siding with Matt Stafford back in Detroit, but I think that's kind of the course that you would identify as the alternative. Absolutely. And let's just be clear. If Detroit did that, Matt Patricia would be fired by midseason 2021 (laughs) and you would have a lame duck head coach situation on your hands. That's how that would play out, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, so if you need to win, you better hope you get Stafford from last year before he got hurt. And right. just, that's your best course. Just try to win. Don't yeah. try and finesse the system because the, the system will finesse you back. All right, so do you want to go team to player or the other way around? Let's, uh, let's go player to team. Really? Okay. Let's go player to team. I think that makes it more compelling. All right. Well, do you want to start with that, uh, that guy, uh, Tom Brady? Yeah, let's do Tom. All right. Let's listen, go ahead. I've we've talked about this a bit on the show. And the more I think about it, the more I believe that Tom Brady wants to win a Super Bowl. The New England Patriots want to win a Super Bowl. It's a proven method for winning the Super Bowl, them being together. I don't think there's another opportunity that we have identified on this that I think is reasonable where Tom could go there and, you know, win. And I think this is a Super Bowl caliber defense. They've got some young offensive linemen waiting in the wings if they were to lose a Joe Tooney or Dave Andrews wasn't able to come back. Get some weapons for Tom. They they really overestimated his ability to elevate a supporting cast. The guy lost four of his top seven receivers from 2018. You know, his center's gone for the year. His left tackle's banged up. James Devlin was a big part of that offense. He's banged up. He couldn't help the team this year. You know, Edelman was banged up. I think they just needed to have an offseason, get some playmakers in the fray and uh, roll with Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's back in New England. Well, Joe, listen, all the all Tom Brady needs to do is have the Dallas Cowboys franchise tag Dak Prescott, and then he can sign with that Dallas and win a Super Bowl in Dallas. <sighs> Professor Peabody making his, <laughs> uh, his appearance this week uh, very listen, quick. Listen, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. Yeah. Patriots have about $45 million in cap space, right? Yes. Tom will take what Tom's going to take. And the longer this goes, the more I do agree with you. I know I had been the one on the show that's like, yeah, I'd like to see, you know, Tom might go somewhere else. I don't know. I think he comes back to New England. And I think the way that New England ends up finessing this 
one of the things I did recently is I went through the projected comp picks and did the full draft order. Are you aware how many comp picks the Patriots are supposed to have? I don't know. I'm guessing three or four. Uh, I've got them on the books here for like four, including two top 100 picks. They get 97 and 99 because they lost Trey Flowers and Trent Brown. So the Patriots suddenly have gone from not having a second round pick and having 23 and 87 to now they have 23, 87, 97, and 99. Of course, right? This <laughs> right. team is going to take these comp picks because this is what they do. And they're either going to package them to trade up and make a splash in the draft, or they're going to trade them for established veterans. What do you think happens if, say, uh, I don't know, uh, the Bengals franchise tag A.J. Green, which A.J. Green has come out already and said, y'all don't do that to me because I don't want to play under the franchise tag. Yeah. He'll have you plenty of suitors. Yeah. Me, the, the Patriots wouldn't come after him and use all this extra draft capital they have now at their disposal for a team that's rebuilding like the Bengals and go get a guy like A.J. Green? Yeah, they should. Yeah, damn it. So happen. Kyle, so Kyle, you're telling me that Tom Brady's not going to the Dolphins, no, and that the, and no, that the, the, the Dolphins are going to trade Josh Rosen to the Patriots and get Rob Gronkowski and the you know all that. No, none well, of that's Rosen happening. Would be a, Rosen would be a fun name to add to this mix, but we've already got so much on yeah. our plate. All right, yeah, and we're Miami won't get anything for him. So no, that's not going to happen. Tom Brady's coming back to the Patriots. All right, you take you take your your choice of quarterback and lead this. Next oh, one. let's do Drew Brees. Oh, okay. Drew, Drew Brees. Uh, listen, I think the only two possible outcomes for Drew Brees are New Orleans or retirement. When you said two possible outcomes, I was like, whoa, you have another team beside the Saints? <laughs> I was ready, man. And then you uh, gave me a good answer there. Retirement. He's not retiring, brother. This guy has had heartbreaking, crushing losses. That's going to fuel him. He's still playing at a high level, man. He's back in New Orleans. And he's coming back. Let's, let's go ahead and lock that in. We took all the dramatic ones out here with Stafford, Breeze, and Brady. They're coming back. They're going to run it back. Let me let, let me take the lead on this next obvious one. Joe Burrow to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's fair. Yeah, look at me. I don't know what I'm doing here on the spreadsheet. You you do that. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to handle the spreadsheet. That was you out handle, of control. <laughs> you, you handle telling everybody about today's sponsor. How's that? Yeah, I will be glad to. I uh, do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Blue Chew. Uh, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can get that extra confidence and increase your performance in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this just isn't for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra confidence to enhance their performance in bed. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Blue Chew is prepared and shipped direct in the USA, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy, and you don't have to deal with going to the doctor. Right now, we've got a deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay 5 bucks for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Well, Joe, I think a natural segue here from Joe Burrow to the Bengals would be talk about Andy Dalton. Yeah. This is where it gets hard. Yeah. 
we both agree he's not playing in Cincinnati next year. His contract is like completely waivable. I think they'll save like 18 million, maybe more, accumulate no dead cap space. So he's going to be traded or released. All right. My producer's pulling up Andy Dalton's current contract situation. He's got two years left on his deal after the 2021 season. I'm sorry. He's entering the last year of his deal. So he will be a 32-year-old quarterback with a 17 and a half million dollar base salary. Almost $18 million in total cap hit. All of it is waivable. So go ahead and let's let's cut Andy. Uh, When's the workout bonus due? Doesn't say. So we it could feasibly be traded. I'm, I'm not sure he would have much value um, in terms of what they would return. They're not going to get a big pick. I mean, the Bills got ty- got a pick 65 for Tyrod Taylor. Which is insanity. So the, I think that would be the Complete most. Complete insanity. <laughs> Thank you, Browns and John Dorsey. Um, okay, so I'll throw out a couple of teams that I think we should at least consider. Okay. Chicago. Okay. Not going to happen. He's too good. He's too good. Okay. He's too good. They, if you're going to bring somebody into Chicago and you're going to continue to coddle Trubisky, you can't bring in somebody who's better than Trubisky. Man, I don't, I don't know if they're, you, you are just buying in completely that they are just sold on Mitch. Yeah. Because they're dumb. Brother, that's just crazy. I okay. don't disagree with you. All right, so I'll be interested to see who we settle on because our objective here is to settle on a team for every single quarterback. Yeah. Hey, I'll, okay, I'll nice throw two other teams out there in the mix. All right. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Which I don't hate. And the uh, Oakland Raiders, or the Las uh, Vegas Raiders. Yeah, sorry, I've got them on the, the show sheet because we use the show sheet from August. That's why it's Oakland. Jeez. Um, or the, I mean, the Carolina Panthers, if they move on from Cam, even though I don't think Dalton did well in, in uh, spread offenses past year. Right, and I think that's an eliminator <laughs> there. Okay. I, really, I really like the idea of him in Indianapolis. Okay. You think that's he's the, a realistic option for them to kind of buy some time here? He's an upgrade over Brissett. Oh yeah, especially because we don't really Indy's in a weird spot. They they're probably not going to sniff Justin Herbert, right? Because Herbert's probably going to be gone by thirteen unless you right. trade up, right? And that's not really the Ballard stereotype. He doesn't Should... really move up. The thing that's challenging for me about Indy is I really kind of like them for Phil Rivers, and so that kind of throws a wrench in my thought there. Well, Phil's going to Tampa. Okay. Well then we can knock two birds out with one stone here. All right. <laughs> so, so let's put Andy and Indy. So weird. The only way that happens is if he's cut, right? Well, I mean, the Colts could trade a fourth round pick for him. Something. I mean, let me see. Let me see what Indy's got. Indy's got 13, 40, or 34, 44, 75, 119, 161, 194, 228. I think you want 75, you settle for 119. 
I mean, that's a win for Cincinnati. Let's be honest, because Cincinnati has nothing other than the first pick in every round. That's all of their draft capital. Yeah. They have no other picks. Well, and and they're going to need a meaningful veteran to be in the building with Burrow, um, right? But it's not going to be Dalton. You can't you can't have what happened last year and it, it be Dalton. So, all right, I'm good. I like it. I think Dalton gives the Colts a legit chance to bounce back, and they have plenty of cap space. And the Colts have a ton of cap space. They have, like, second most cap space in the NFL. Yep. And then we've got Phillip Rivers to Tampa Bay. I dig it. I don't think he has the the laser rocket arm for uh, Bruce Arians downfield offense, but, man, he can facilitate for sure. And, um, you know, I I think that'd be a a quarterback that I would believe Bruce would would be fine with. Yes, and... and you know, his play style and mentality, even though the, there's a physical drop off there. Yeah. I think it makes a ton of sense. And then Tampa's going to draft a quarterback. It's just a question of when. Mm-hmm. Don't think they'll really be in the market. They might swing the bat for Jordan Love, but I doubt it. I really like the idea of Jacob Eason in round two, or if they want to trade up a little bit, you know, maybe they get into the, the mid 30s. Or, you know, heaven forbid if they get super weird, which I don't see happening, they get up into the tail end of the first round because they want to go get their guy. But I think Rivers and Eason, the pairing, gives you Rivers probably starts 10 games, and by the time the arm fatigue sets in, you make the swap. Let's talk about Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Can you get behind him with the Chargers? Anthony Lynn over there. Absolutely. Can you absolutely positively can. Can you do Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice and say, yeah, Cam Newton's going to go to the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Got two impersonations out of you today on the show. Yeah. Me and Professor Peabody. (laughs) He's a puny man. (laughs) I'll be back. Oh boy. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk about why. Let's talk about why. Well, I, so part of me squashes my own argument by being mindful that Tyrod Taylor is on that roster, right? They could just roll with him. Uh, but, you know, Cam's yeah, a higher Cam's, ceiling Cam, player. Cam's got the bit of star power. Yeah, he's a Hollywood star just like me. I don't know why I, I need to say anything else. <laughs> why don't you just take it from here? <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. So it's logical. Uh, Thomas Davis is over there, you know, former Panther great. Um, Anthony Mullen, I think is the type of quarterback that's been able or coach has been able to get production out of, um, mobile quarterbacks. And, uh, would, I think he'd allow cam to be cam. You saw that with Tyrod, uh, in Buffalo. So I think it'd be a good opportunity, um, get the offensive line, right? Don't get him killed. Uh, like you did Phillip rivers and what cam's been dealing with in Carolina. So get the offensive line, right. But cam, you know, gives them some sizzle out there in LA. And that that's a big piece of it. And, and real quick, I wrote about this in Studs and Duds today. I wrote about uh, 2020 veteran trade candidates. Who are studs and who are duds? And Cam Newton, for me, was a stud. And Carolina Panthers fans, a lot of Carolina Panthers fans in the TDM Premium Expert Forum are convinced he's going to be back next year. And yeah. I'm here to rain on the parade. <laughs> the, the town wants Cam back. Cam's always had his haters, okay, and those haters still exist. They, they're stronger than ever. But there's a contingency of Panthers fans that are like wanting to continue to roll with Cam Newton, despite that he has not been healthy since 2015. Okay, so let's butt in here because we need to inject some reality for Carolina fans. And then let's let's segue. We'll do a nice pivot and get into Carolina next. All right. Right. We'll flip the script and we'll do a team to a player next. Carolina Panthers, they have had 
extreme amounts of overhaul and change where we saw Greg Olson's now gone. Julius Peppers retired after 2018. Uh, Luke Keekley is retiring. Thomas Davis, as you said, is out with the Chargers now out West. Uh, a lot of the Ryan Khalil, a lot of the faces of this franchise are no longer here and they've all left in the last, what, since Dave Tepper took over, right? Yeah. In the last two years. So Dave Tepper takes over as the owner of the team. And he gives Ron Rivera a year and a half, and then he fires Rivera without Cam Newton, which, you know, make what you will of that decision. But it's because Dave Temper wants to put his stamp on this organization. And when he hired Matt Rule and he hired Joe Brady, one of the things that he referenced was from when he was a minority owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chuck Knoll. He said Chuck Knoll built a program that lasted through three coaches and 40 years. That's what I hope Matt Rule can do for us here. He's a program builder. So you take the mass exodus of veteran players or the old guard. You take the firing of the head coach and bring in a young program builder, and you take a quarterback who's 30 years old with two season-ending injuries each of the last two years is entering the last year of his contract. And you think they're going to bring him back to run it back? I don't care that Cam was at the Super Bowl and said he's absolutely coming back, and he had this great conversation with Marty Herney because Marty Herney at the Super Bowl was noncommittal to Cam Newton. And all he said is, yeah, he's working on his rehab. That's all I can say. Well, Cam said he's, he's, he had a great conversation. He's coming back. Yeah, he's working on his rehab. That's all I can say. The writing on the wall is not good for Cam coming back. Well, and they gave Matt Rule seven years, right? So why do you need to spend time in Matt Rule's opportunity to to take this organization forward by fiddling through the potential that Cam Newton can be healthy, which he hasn't been since 2015? As you're expecting a program builder. So program builder means not to the degree that the Dolphins did, but we're going to crawl before we can walk. And that means we got to tear it down a little bit and build up the assets. Just like Temple so, and Baylor. Yep, that's exactly right. So Cam, get him out of here. He ain't, ain't going to be back in Carolina next year. All right. Uh, that's at Grinding the Tape on Twitter, Panthers fans that are pissed right now. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So who who do you like for uh, – someone's got to play quarterback. Can't be Will Greer or Kyle Allen, brother. I'll it tell you that. will not be Will Greer. Okay. Uh, I like Teddy Bridgewater. They, they, he was with uh, Joe Brady uh, for a little bit with the Saints. Um, I like the idea of Teddy Bridgewater, a smart quarterback, being able to kind of take advantage of the spread uh, offense that Joe Brady wants to run there. He could facilitate, get the ball out of his hands. To me, if I look at these other options, none of them quite stand out to me like a Teddy Bridgewater. Now, the challenging thing is, you know, Bridgewater's turned down the chance to be a quarter, a starting quarterback elsewhere to come back as the the backup to Breeze and with the Saints. And so, I mean, is there is this a an opportunity that he's going to perceive as a favorable one, you know, to go out and play because he's resisted it in the past? Well, let's let's think about it. he turned down the Dolphins last year. The Dolphins wanted him bad to come right. to Miami, and he right. said thanks, but no thanks. You're going to get me killed behind that offensive line. <laughs> okay. Well, so? guess what? <laughs> Carolina's. Ain't no walk in the park either. No. I think the big wild card for if Teddy leaves is if all this Taysom Hill bullshit is true. And that's it's from Glazer. Really, Jay Glazer, if, Kyle. I understand that. But if the Saints really see Taysom Hill as the guy and you're Teddy Bridgewater, and it's like, dude, I turned down like three times the money to come back here and be the, the heir for Drew Brees like two years in a row. 
and you're going to flip the script and you're going to take the gadget guy and going to let him be the quarterback. I'd be out. I would leave if I'm Teddy. So Teddy's out. He's got to go somewhere. He can go be the starter in Carolina. So so you're you're absolutely no questions asked buying into Taysom Hill is the heir apparent in New Orleans. And the reason is because Jay Glazer said it. Oh, I mean, he's you. that's All the right. gospel, man. And right. Breeze is going to be back. Eventually, Bridgewater's going to have to play or he's going to be forgotten. It's so weird to me to think that, that Teddy Carolina. Um, All right, we have to agree on it. You could try to sell me okay, on somebody I'm, else here. I don't have anywhere else to go. Derek Carr. So Derek Carr's the guy we talked about last week, and you had you perked up a little bit there. Yeah, I did, but that's pulling some major strings, and I think it's more likely that Carr is back. Okay. So you re- you're reluctantly settling on Teddy, mostly because none of these other options make sense to you. Correct. Because I don't think Carolina's going to be in the running for Tua or Herbert. No. And again, that goes back to the seven-year thing. You're not going to just right. deplete yourself of capital to move up for one of these quarterbacks to get ahead they, of Miami and L.A. I mean, li- listen, best case scenario, Carolina sucks ass next year and they get some extra draft capital between Cam. You know, if they're able to flip Cam, my my proposed trade package for Cam is you get a two this year and then you get a conditional pick next year that depending on if he re-signs and plays all 16 games or whatever, might be a one. That's the market for healthy Cam. Well, Sam Bradford got a one. Right. So if you mean to tell me Cam Newton can't get you a a two this year and a conditional that might be like a two or a one or a three next year, that's that's what I would be selling Cam to teams for if I'm Carolina. Imagine if they get that. Cam goes to the Chargers. He plays all year, re-signs a new contract. The Panthers suck, and they get an extra first-round pick as a conditional for the Cam situation in a year that's going to have Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. And you get a year's worth of working with the foundation of your young roster. Imagine Trevor Lawrence with Joe Brady and Carolina, man. No, I can't. But that, that <laughs> to me, Carolina is not ready. We've seen teams do this before, Joe. The Dolphins did this last year. The Bills did this in the first year they re- rebuild. You're not ready to take on a quarterback yet. Yeah, it's true. I don't it's think true. it makes sense for them. Yeah, it's true. So we Teddy to Carolina. Yeah, should we do the Dolphins? Yeah, let's do the Dolphins, get it out of the way. Because this is Tua, a very right? easy one. Yeah, Tua. since they, they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tonga Viola is going to be a Miami Dolphin. And I think the Chan Gailey hire was an indicator to me that this was even more likely. Yes. All and right, that, so that, that, not to go back to Brady, but one of the biggest detractors of me believing in the Miami thing is if Brady had a chance to go to Miami, you don't fire Chad O'Shea. It just doesn't happen. But anyways, all right. Right. I think I think that's a really interesting wrinkle in a lot of ways, but not a discussion for today. No. All right. So we've got some other we got two teams to settle here. We've got five quarterbacks to peg. We've got the yes. Tennessee Titans. We've got the Las Vegas Raiders. We've got Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, Justin Herbert and Jameis Winston. I want to slot, slot a player to a team that we don't have as a question marks. I'm going to sell you on Marcus Mariota to the Chicago Bears. I, I was getting ready to say that, so you don't need to sell me on it, but tell the people why. I'm going to write oh, it in. I mean, you kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier when we were debating about the Bears and whether or not they would be a team for Andy Dalton, and your case was, well, Andy Dalton's better than Mitch Trubisky, and if they want to believe in Mitch, then they can't bring in somebody that's just going to beat him out. So Mariota's a guy that I think 
Uh, and a lot of manufactured throws is going to be good for Mariota, who's not the type of quarterback that, you know, is shown. He's not shown the, the quick trigger and willingness to throw with anticipation. And so uh, his athleticism would be a great asset for Matt Nagy's scheme and the style of offense that they run. And, and you know, there's no there's no big pressure to put him in right away until, you know, Mitch proves that he's not the guy. Then you have Marcus Mariota, who, look, very good team player. You know, you, he's not going to go in there and I think, create a lot of problems or, uh, you know, really push to to take playing time away from Mitch until the opportunity comes, I think he's the type of gamble worth taking uh, behind Mitch and, you know, could give you some time uh, if he's not the long-term answer. Absolutely. And similar play styles too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mobile, get outside the pocket, good throwing on the run. Like I'm in, I think that makes a lot of sense for the bears. Okay. So we got rid of a quarterback, but we did not check off the Raiders or the Titans. All right. Do you think it's what do you think the most realistic option is for the Raiders? I think well, it's Derek, Derek Carr out of this group. Here's the thing that's challenging, right? We've got this far into this discussion and we have no idea what to do with Jameis Winston. Yeah, I, I was residing on him being last because I don't know where to do. I don't know what to do. All right, so let's plug. I think, I think honestly, Vegas and Tennessee is Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill. Yep, they, they run it back. And Tannehill probably under a tag. You know, you're not going to give him $100 million or anything like that. But you just buy your time with him um, and uh, make it work until it doesn't and don't get yourself stuck. And so then, that leaves Justin Herbert and Jameis Winston. <laughs> right. right. Where the hell is if – if the Chargers trade for Cam, mm-hmm. are they a trade-back candidate for a team that wants to go up and get Justin Herbert? Yeah, maybe so. Um, you also have to look at the possibility of them getting an offensive lineman right there, a high quality one. You know, the yes, depth that's, of the, that's a great point. You need someone to start and play. I mean, you can get one probably at were they six or seven, six, six. I, All right, I so go ahead. I still like Herbert for the Colts with Dalton. Yeah, I don't think that precludes that from happening. Um, you know, I know that you've got some resources tied up at least for the short term on Hoyer and Brissett, but you know, the Colts are in good shape. They can let these deals play out. Um, you know, Brissett might be a guy that has some interest in from another team to be a backup, but I sort of just feel like that's a natural fit to me. Um, it's a natural fit, but is it going to materialize? Do you think Herbert's an option for the Raiders? Is that another, I was going to, I was going to give you two sleeper teams. Okay, we'll give them to me. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And the Raiders. It's all logical to me. Do you have any convictions about any of these teams? The Raiders can cut Derek Carr next year or trade him and be responsible for $2.5 million in dead cap. They can trade him this year and be responsible for less than $8 million in dead cap. So you think buy a little time and Herbert's certainly toolsy. I, I mean, I can make a case for either one of these Winston or Herbert being Raiders, just because, you know, John Gruden loves quarterbacks and Raiders you know, are stacked the to the teeth with draft picks. They've got 12, 19, 80, 81, 91, 118 in the first four rounds. Nothing precluding this team from jumping up to, say, eight. 
and they naturally sit at 12 in front of the Colts. Okay. I think I think Gruden will still make a splash. I just don't know how how realistic it is to expect them to move Derek Carr because of how saturated this market is. And Carr would command the most because he's the youngest, the healthiest, and the most productive right now. All right, let's just go with it. All right, Herbert, Vegas. We got to do something with Jameis Winston. Okay. What about Pittsburgh? I like it. I actually really like it. But the problem is Jameis wants 30 mil a year, and Ben's already getting 35. Well, we all know Jameis ain't getting that. Look at this scenario. He was the least desirable option for us to peg to any team. I mean, is there some team that we just didn't think about? Is just we overlooked the idea that they could just love him? Here's the problem with your theory. The Pittsburgh Steelers have $1.4 million in cap space. That's a real problem. That's a real problem. It ain't going to happen. They've got all kinds of – they got to deal with uh, Dupree, who's a free agent. Might have yeah, they, they're, they're bringing walk. nobody back. Javon Hargrave's a free agent. Nope, oh, they're man. all gone. Okay. And Ben so that, Roethlisberger sitting here as a 37-year-old or whatever he is, eating $33.5 million of your cap space. I think he's got to be a consideration for the Chargers. If they don't go with Cam. I think that's probably an interesting fallback option from them, right? What if he's the what if he's the veteran presence in Cincinnati? No. What if what if he goes back to Tampa Bay? <laughs> As a backup to, to Phil him. Rivers? I don't know where to put him. <laughs> I have no compelling place to put him anywhere. Who's Seattle's backup quarterback? Uh, isn't it um, the UCLA kid? No, it's what's his name? The the the. I have it. It's uh, I have their depth chart. Paxton, Paxton Lynch, right? No, it's Geno Smith. Paxton Lynch is Geno on the Steelers. Smith. Geno Smith. He's a free agent. All right, have, put it. We're gonna put him in Seattle's backup. Right, because that's a Seattle move. Right. That's it. We're done. <laughs> Don't ask us. We have no idea where James is going. Don't make any sense to sign him anywhere. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hey, listen, we got takes on takes tomorrow. Come back for it. Uh, we got a lot of great takes already. Hashtag takes on takes. Joe, we need to make a takes on takes thread in the TDM premium. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Expert form and just dump them in there, too. Yeah. Need it. I like it. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are not a part of TDM premium, we'd kindly ask you to consider lots of great features. You get into a Slack channel with us. Talk to us about football all day long. Uh, you get trades in the mock draft machine, lots of really cool stuff. You can do $9.99 a month, or you can do what is a no-brainer deal, $29.99 the full year. At this point, it'll get you all of this year, the summertime when we've got some features we haven't talked about yet coming out, and then the beginning of next draft season as well. So four-year consideration, I'm just saying. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.